In a world where new streaming releases come out faster than you can watch them, two heroes will emerge to watch as much content as humanly possible. Together, they'll help you decide what's worth watching and what's cluttering up your queue. Tune in as Adair and Skyler begin Gallantly Streaming. Having gone missing seven years ago, the previously blind Prairie returns home, now in her 20s and with her sight restored. While many believe she is a miracle, others worry she may be dangerous. Today on Gallantly Streaming, we're discussing the OA. It's a terrible wrap-up of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean... It, previously blind Prairie? Um, I should say previously blind girl. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes it sound like it's a field or something. Yeah, yeah. I did like that they, like, renamed her prairie, and, like, the reasoning for him, for them renaming her prairie was, like, what, the color of her eyes? Because they, like, looked like a prairie flower or something. Was she not born prairie? No, she had the super Russian name. Back when she went to community college at Greendale. Hung out with Britta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but when she was lesbian? No, when she, when she thought, when she thought Britta was lesbian. Britta thought she was lesbian. And that, thus, the basis Comedy. of the issue. A joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's funny watching the OA. This was this is our OG streaming experience because you and I watched this long distance. We watched it at the same time, though. There were elements to it that were really, really cool and really, really interesting, such as what was it like the, one of the first episodes where the the title sequence didn't show up for like 40 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah and, you were, and we were just like, what? Uh, some of the music was really, really great. They play Magical Clouds, which is a band that I introduced you to. And I really liked that and made me happy. It was a weird scene, but it was great. Some of the acting was really, really interesting. They introduced some really cool characters. Phyllis? Uh, from the office? Yes, Phyllis. Uh, I was more speaking of Ian Alexander, who played Buck. Like, I thought Buck was a really, really cool character. Um, and Jason Isaac's always terrifying. And I really liked Emery Cohen, who is probably most well-known for doing Brooklyn. Uh, but he played Homer, and I really liked him. And I'm really confused if he exists, honestly. Like, he exists, but I'm really Whoa, curious spoilers. if his version... Oh, yeah, sorry. So now, full spoilers for this, because this is just a sum-up of this entire series that we streamed. It's eight episodes, right? Yeah, I think so. It's... I don't know. I... Yeah, it's eight episodes. Uh, but it's being renewed for, like, a vault part two, which I'm... Very pretentious. Yeah. They're not just saying season two. Yeah. Ugh. They could do Guardians. They could do Volume 2. Well, Stranger Things was like Stranger Things 2, as opposed to just being Stranger Things Season 2. They're trying to treat it like as a movie. I don't know. I mean, there were some other things that happened in it. New characters. No, but that's still Season 2. I I understand that. I'm just saying... Why like, are you defending them? I, 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 I like to play Devil's Advocate. The people, yes. So yeah, there were things that I really liked, and I think I liked it more. I had definite recency bias for this this show. Like, I loved it, and then I went, I think I went to Mexico, and then I came back, and I was just like, I'm not actually sure if I liked this that much. Yeah, I think seven, through seven episodes, this was a total J.J. Abrams-type show where there was this big mystery that they kept hinting at, and that 
we were just waiting to get told what this mystery was, and they kept hinting at things and this like it was a mystery box type show. And then in episode eight, they finally had like the moment of reveal, and it was a total disappointment for me. Yeah, no, and it, and I was so un- I've never been like just so unhappy after uh, a show ends, like being like, wait, but what about this? But what about this? Because I think I was so invested in Homer and Prairie in the basement and stuff like that, like the and the backstories that they were building that. I got really sad because I was, I want to believe I wanted to believe that those were real characters like those those parts were real and that it wasn't just a figment of her imagination. Right. Yeah, it's it covers a lot of places and then it creates a lot of interesting ideas and it gives this real half answer like whether or not whether or all not this real. is happening, whether this has any power, but it also like has this moment of like hey, look this does have some power because look at the good happens and then prairie is shot and it's like oh spoiler alert that's how it ends yeah and then at the end there's this possibility that what she did was real well we definitely know for a fact she was blind and now she's not yeah and that's the thing that bugged me was there it's like oh yeah it's it was all make-believe and like but how is she not blind anymore right now there's like a hundred if you just search the oa on youtube there's like a hundred Explaining the ending of OA and OA explanations. But you can't explain the end of OA. Yeah, none of those neckbeards have any idea, actually, but they're all creating a video to get a million views. But uh, it's interesting that the show has created, like, so much dialogue because it it did create this interesting world. It does a cool job of within this basement. It's not just people being held in the basement. Like, there's experiments going on. There's people dying and being brought back to life, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the whole idea is this... Is fine. I mean, the OA stands for the original angel, which is really. It's this whole idea, though, about basically reaching death and what you do once you're there. It's and all these people came back with like abilities. If she can, she could play. What was it? The violin. I think it was the violin. But it was this idea of she nearly drowned and she lost her eyesight, but as a replacement, she you get like heightened powers. You can play music really well or things like that. And so Jason Isaac's character is taking them up to this really sketchy mine area where he has a cabin and basically is trying to figure out how to get to this ultimate reality. It's it's so weird. They do not. But there's a lot about to give you answers. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff about the movements for it. Um, right. There's lots of movements. There's there's two time periods that are covered. You have like the real world where she is, like with her family. She's returned back home, and she's like teaching these Phyllis and the kids about the OA moves and stuff on how to open up a portal so they can go reach all her friends. Um, and then you have the world. Like when we go back to her time in the basement with the. I guess her like a friends. period of seven years where she's in this basement, or like six years where she's in the basement. Right. And there were episodes where we spent like the entire time in the basement. I remember it being kind of like unstabilizing because you're like, oh, wait, now we have to go back and see that Phil's there. And I feel like see, episode eight, the entire thing is in real time at the school and stuff, and the consequences of all of them, like joining her and getting in trouble and whatnot. Because you've got like, a, a ragtag group of kids and then one teacher. Right. And uh, 
at the end, they don't ever go back and show us any more of what happened before. No, how she got out, you don't know how she got back to... You don't know if it was a real thing, though, either. You have no idea. And that's the... Th- that's... Right. Because there's definitely, like... Is there any proof of... Uh, of the kid playing football, like, because I feel like so that was she all... finds a news video, like, of him after his accident, before his abduction. Okay, so he and definitely so, was abducted. But like, the, real... but the possibility is she might have just seen the video and created this story, and so like that's the thing. I think my feeling is with a good first season, you're left with some answers, but still more questions. I think like, that's the great thing about Stranger Things. There's certain things that felt completed but then there were certain things that didn't they left room with the OA it felt like everything was left I had no idea what to believe and what not to believe and I think that was it was a very unsettling feeling because I did want to have and I think you know as much as we like weird shows sometimes it's just nice to like know what's real in some capacity right and I think yeah. that's where it was a struggle. I have to give it like to them. It was the first series that they ever created. It was her. It was Britt Marley and. Uh, oh, the guy with the weird name. Oh yeah, you loved his Batman. name. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't was. his name Batman. Zal Zal Batman Gleesh. Batman Gleesh. Yeah, Batman. Zal Batman Gleesh. Zal right. Batman. Um, yeah. He has Batman in his name. That's really awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, this being like their first creation together him directing all of it her starring in it i feel like that's a huge that's a huge feat but i just i wish that something had been a little bit more and i I mean it's hard because it's such a crazy show that i'm not sure exactly how they could have given me more of an understanding of like oh yeah this is more reality or this is more fiction or right i just i'm curious what, what they know as the creators like if they have a clear idea, because I look at the, it, it's a lot like Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and we're, that lo- we're so lost. It's creating a ton of questions and giving you very little back, but just kind of expecting the audience to keep going with it. With Lost, they created more questions than they had answers for, because in the early seasons, they were literally creating stuff without any idea what the solution was, knowing that they could create the solution later. And they're just kind of like, yeah, we'll have a smoke monster, we'll have. Uh, there will be bears. a vague explanation later. And, like it was barely even explained, like because they didn't know what they were doing. And so I, I think it's easy to create questions. It's harder to create questions that have an answer that you're going to answer later, or at least are interesting. Like another thing we saw recently that is similar and that it creates a lot of questions is Annihilation. Yes, which is a film that it asks a lot of questions. And it gives you very few questions, or very few answers. But like, I didn't leave that feeling like I left the OA, where I was like disappointed or looking for more. Like that one, I was like, yeah, I get it, without needing all the answers. I basically say it, I kind of relate it because food. I relate everything to food. You can leave a, a movie or a show satiated, like full, happy. You can leave it overstuffed, like there's just too much information that was given. You can leave it like kind of you feel like you ate enough, but you want more, or you leave it really hungry. And I kind of was like really hungry for some kind of answer with the OA. 
I feel like Annihilation, like, I could have done with some more ribs. Because ultimately, in the end, Annihilation did give you an answer. Ish, it's, yeah. It's not like they went into the lighthouse and then walked out of the lighthouse. It was yeah. like no sort of... True. Like, you know what it is. Like, we know the sense of reality. This, we have no sense of reality. Like, there's nothing grounding the show in mm-hmm. what's real. And that's, like, problematic. Because I think I might have watched one of those YouTube explanation videos. And, like, every book that is shown and stuff, like, might be a sign that she's just making this all up. And, like... Or maybe it's her trying to find an answer to something that she experienced, too. Right. Which is... Also, like... Why was so? Oh, so there's an ongoing uh, character. Riz Ahmed plays her therapist, and oh this was during like the rise of Riz. Right after Rogue One came out, yeah. Oh man, and then uh, the night of. Right. Um, he had a great 2016. He did. He he. he 2017, 2018, I'm not that kind. I mean, he was in Girls. <laughs> not sure why I thought that was a coup. But, uh, so Riz Ahmed is like her therapist and so she's talking to him about things. And then the, the, the titular scene where one of the kids that Prairie has sort of combined to learn these movements that are supposed to, these steps that are supposed to get to this different like dimension, this different sense of reality, like to be the OA. Um, one of them goes into her house and finds all these books that are like about the Russian oligarchy, which is why she's blind, was her father was a Russian oligarch and she was on a school bus with some other Russian oligarchs kids. And there was a message that was trying to be sent to the Russian oligarchs. So the bus was uh, bombed or like crashed into a river or something and she nearly drowned, but she lost her sight. But she did live and then she became a good musician. Sure, but she was a good musician. But then Riz Ahmed is randomly, when he finds all these books, this kid about Russian, the angels and the Russian oligarchy and stuff, Riz Ahmed's randomly in her house. And we're just supposed to be okay with, at, at night, when no one else is there, Riz Ahmed is just chilling there. So did he plant the books? What's going on with that? There's no sort of answer to that one. And also her reaction to water after being drowned repeatedly, like stuff like that. Like she has these like little moments and like how she knew that the school shooting was going to happen. And there's all these things where they're trying to learn these movements to stop some great thing. And there ends up being a school shooter, which was so felt, I mean, in retrospect, it wasn't out of left field, but it felt out of left field at the end of the series. It just didn't feel like that's what it was leading up to. Like, but it if you like listen to, to like the TV on some of the episodes, there's school shootings, it seems like, constantly. And I mean, to be fair, that's accurate of life. But that's, I mean, and so it was like, we're supposed to be like, like okay, so it was all leading up to, to them stopping the shooter so no one got hurt except for Prairie. And, but I don't know, it was so... It was so weird, and I'm so, like now I'm just thinking back to it. I'm just ah, it was a, it was good, but it was, it was so weird. And I, I, in part, I feel like the show worked because we literally could just watch one to two to maybe three episodes a night. If you look at the range on Wikipedia, though, it's like episode length thirty-seven to seventy-two minutes long. I'm like, well, there's just no median there. Yeah. Um, but it, it having the ability to stream it though was actually, I think, really helpful for the series because I think it made it, being able to just go through it, made it work. Yeah, it was and a good binge. Yeah, and I think 
maybe there's going to be more answers in, in volume two and part two. I'm afraid there are no answers, but yeah, I mean, hopefully there are. That's the thing is, with a show like this, there's so much intrigue that, like, you keep watching episode after episode, like, late in the night because you want to know, or you want there to be more. Well, Even yeah. Even if there's, well, and that's why it's kind of defeating when you don't feel like there is, but it's kind of interesting because it got really well-reviewed. Like, critics really liked it. It's got great IMDb ratings, so it's done really well. I mean, it's got a second, it took a really long time for them to get a second season order. Uh, February 2017 wasn't that long. It it, pre- a... it premiered in December or November okay. 2016. Yeah. I'm just surprised that they haven't come up with a new season. No, I'm surprised it. that they haven't, but like maybe they're working on something. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do about that. So, Skylar, what would you say like really you enjoyed about this series and what do you feel like really did not work? It's weird because like, while watching the series... I was really enjoying the uh, the ensemble cast of these young actors because there's a lot of really great young actors in both of the worlds mm-hmm. in world in the basement and in the real world. They both had like a cool cast of these kind of outcasts. Although, like it's they're totally different dynamics where you have kids from these different backgrounds and um, how they interact and you get a little bit of background on each of them um, along the way and. It does some good work there. It also does some really cool world building inside that basement, like, without having to give away too much. And also, like, there's these experiments that you become very familiar with, and there's just, like, this technology that they don't really have to explain, but it's just happening. There's, like, almost something mythical going on that is interesting. And, like, there's a lot of things that keep you wanting to watch the show. But I think the biggest thing for me was that I just wanted to get to that point where I knew what was happening and it just never really came. What about for you? I think it's very similar. I liked the two storylines. I really, I think honestly the most heartbreaking thing for me was thinking that there is a possibility that that whole story, that whole storyline in the basement wasn't happening. I was genuinely concerned about Homer because dude went through a lot and... I felt for him. And then, like, this idea of, like, Homer's not a real person. Right. Or is not this person that we created in our heads and that we kind of idealized. Because even when he had to do, like, shitty things, it, was, it wasn't his choice. And so I think my biggest concern was, like, Homer not being a real entity that, like, of... Uh, and more, like, Curry's imagination after seeing this video. I would say, like, I liked how mythic it felt in certain parts. I liked, I think I liked the plot in the basement more than I liked the, the other plot. I feel like I was often just waiting for that plot to go on because I felt like you found out more in right. that plot. Right. And I liked that. I th- but I feel like the cast was really, really good. I think they created some really interesting characters that did grow and I, I think that it was really really subtle and but in retrospect I still feel like that was good like the growth of those individual characters and how they became better people and like how they became ballsier or kinder or you know more considerate or more accepting people was really amazing and whether or not like what Prairie was doing was like good or bad I think that was a really cool thing and I think that could be said about it still. But it is hard because I think this show really did work because you could watch it so quickly. I think I would have lost interest if it had been a weekly series, even though if it was eight weeks. The only network I could see it on is the CW. 
and I, I think really it's a little like... too. I think it's a little too weird to be on the CW. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a perfect show for Netflix just because it didn't doesn't really have a natural fit home anywhere on TV. Now I don't remember. It doesn't really do anything that's like TVMA, right? Like it wasn't. It there didn't... was some. There's a a sex scene, and I mean they repeatedly kill people, but other... there's a sex scene. Yeah, when Homer has to go and pick up uh, Spanglish star Paz Vega. Oh my god, yeah. Man, it's... Yeah, I mean, it fits into the Netflix world. Because that all fits in. It's... Yeah, it just... It kept teasing you with things and then not delivering. And that's, I think, my biggest issue is I felt very unsatisfied by, like, certain things where I I felt like you were going to have some questions answered. Right. Um, But it was interesting in the ability to see both sides of certain characters like Jason Isaacs even in that like kind of stand those standalone scenes where he goes to visit his colleague and then you know murders him but there is a panic there is a concern there is a protectiveness and it's sort of bizarre but like you do understand him in a in a way it's not like a hundred percent or anything but even his character felt like flushed out in some way I, th- I mean there's not a lack of character development it's just the plot i think is the main issue in this right yeah i mean it's interesting i was just thinking about if i would have gone through after every episode and given the episode a score of like one to ten i'd have probably been in the sevens eights until that last episode, I would Until do the, the same. Until the last episodes. And then if I gave the whole show, like that first season, a score would probably be like a five. Yeah, I was thinking... Despite like the whole season being a seven or an eight, except the last episode. So just kind of... I'd say mid 5.5, yeah. Yeah, just kind of... I'm Paula Abdul in this game. Disappointing. That You're it, not mad. It, it feels like it could have been more. It feels like there were more things that they could have explored. And if it all was just world building for season two, that's great. Bring on the second part. And I'll I'll definitely give it a try, but will you learn the hand motions and no, like do them the, in no, the living room? No, it's so bad. And what? The, I mean, what? I know that we're all going to have to get trained to do that under Trump's new policies, but I'm just not ready to do it. But uh, I do like when anyone to ask like, "Did you see the OA?" They would do like hand motions. I'm like, so we're all supposed to look yeah, like kinda, idiots? Kinda, it's like a joke. <laughs> In that it's so ridiculous what they're doing. I but mean, like, but the thing is, you it's so earnest in the show. The show is not, there's not really much comedy in it. It's, no, I don't think there's any comedy in it's it. Very straightforward. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you can't really look on it and be like, oh, yeah. Despite the director being named Batman, oh, gee. No, it's it's interesting you brought up Riz Ahmed, because I, like, had completely forgot he was in this show. Yeah. It's his part, it's like the third section of, I mean... It's going on concurrently with the uh, the Phyllis timeline, but like it feels completely out of place with the rest of the time she spends with those kids. Oh yeah, Phyllis has like a whole other deal. It's like she gets a bunch of stuff from her dad, her brother. I think her brother died. Her or... brother died. Yeah. And he, she got all this stuff. Like she was, she got fired or something for helping a kid or yeah. I can't remember what, but. Yeah, I mean, she, but the, I think her whole deal was that she was very timid and just very much hiding from emotion and feeling after her brother's death. And like she was just working in a school and just like trying to keep her head down. And then she becomes really ballsy towards the end and rescuing, in rescuing Steve when his parents like have him sent off to like that really intense. Oh, yeah, that uh, kid was like doing drugs and stuff. Yeah. But like, that was the weird part of it. He's trying to be like, Dad. 
please don't sit me up. But it wasn't like he got caught up doing something he wasn't actually doing. Like, he was doing everything he was doing. Yeah. But that was weird. Yeah, no. He, uh, I mean, like, but he was getting better, but he was also a complete nutter shit at the beginning of that series. That's true. Like, it was really hard to be like, oh, yeah, this is a person that I want to root for. No. There are some quick turnarounds. Like, maybe turnarounds, like, character arcs that happen quicker. I didn't feel like his turnaround was very quick. I didn't like him for most of the series. No, I just mean, like, how quick the timeline of the show. Oh, yeah. it, It all takes place within a few days. And these people who are bad become good. And these people that are bad are, like, then they shift really quickly. Like, which is interesting because in the other timeline, the OA basement, that's like six years where things go really slowly and there's other characters and they're trying to get... It's hard out there for a basement prisoner, man. Gas, smoked. Yeah, it's very Kimmy Schmidt. But uh, it's... It's very Kimmy Schmidt except not funny at all. I guess it's more room. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. I'm just not sure it's good. I'm it's not very, sure either. I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I think we all kind of like leave it being like, I liked it, but did I? Right. It, and that's the thing is like, it's hard and it's an interesting, it was an interesting first ex- streaming experience because I think you and I were like feeling very similar things during it and then like really liked it. And then as time sort of passed from that final episode, I mean, the final episode was upsetting, but just being like, wait. <laughs> And I wish it had been a different final episode, but maybe this is all. I mean, I feel like they have to have a plan if they're getting if they're getting a second season. So, I'm kind of hoping for it. It's. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two seasons, two seasons and a movie. There you go. I don't think there's gonna be a movie. But I like that idea of two seasons. No, I mean I. <sighs> I'm a cl- completionist. You know this. Yeah. I watch all girls. I just. Ugh, it's tough. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what... There's just so much television. Like, I just... There's so many shows that I watch and then I think about down the road. Or, like, there's this, like, atmospheric feeling that it gives me. And this show did make me feel things while I watched it. But, like, somehow it just completely... It's not something I've thought about that much looking back at it. Like, I don't think about the OA. You forgot about it until I said, that needs to be our first episode. I completely like, forgot about the OA. Be... And, like, bringing up characters. Like, oh, yeah, there's that, there's that guy. Oh, yeah, there's like a drug yeah. thing. Yeah, it's. I'm just not but sure it, it was good. I mean, but I think this is an example. It's not good. It's you're like you're like I started thinking no no, um it's it's a really hard show for me to have an end all be all decision on, but I do and but I thought this show was a really good first show to discuss. First of all, because it was the first show we really we streamed it together, we watched it together, like we watched it pretty soon after it came out. Yeah, it was still like it was a big zeitgeist thing. Like everyone was mm-hmm. talking about the OA. Everyone was doing weird little hand gestures, and I was like, "What?" But I think this is also a really interesting show that would not have worked in any other format. And I think it is sort of this idea of like streaming, like whether it's a show that is 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 an original content that just premieres every week, or a show that just is dumped all at once certain shows it just works better and this is kind of the world we're in where it's we don't want that that cliffhanger we want to just like we want to binge the show and we want to know what's going to happen and we're impatient about it or like we need to understand that and i think this is a show that would not have worked if we had to wait each week for it 
Great. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a cool, I, I mean, I think it's a cool idea that we have kind of, TV isn't just TV anymore. Movies aren't just movies anymore. Like sometimes, like with Clo- the Cloverfield paradox, it's a thing that we knew sort of a little bit about. And then we saw a trailer for it, and then all of a sudden it was there. You knew something about it? Because I had no clue. Oh, I knew knew of its existence. I thought the title was different. I had not heard anything about it. Well, but then, you know, right after the Super Bowl, watch it. Like, but that's the world we're in now where, you know, those things work a little bit better. And I mean, the Cloverfield Paradox probably was a little bit better because of that amp up experience and then watching it. I don't think it would have been as good, especially in comparison to like, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was amazing, in my opinion. Right. Oh, yeah. It's... But I think that it worked because of this inten- the intensity of its approach. They created a cultural moment. It's interesting because streaming television, like the bingeable shows that Netflix does, and like Hulu, I feel like, is doing more and more weekly shows, like where they have content and they'll release it on a weekly basis. It's interesting because... But the content's quality. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's not has nothing to do with whether or not it's good. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because in the 90s, you'd go to work after an episode of Seinfeld and everybody would be talking about that one episode. Or Like, I remember going to school in fourth grade and everybody was talking about the episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire the night before. And like, everyone was waiting for that first millionaire. Like, it was all appointment viewing and everyone was watching the same things on the same small number of channels. Like, cause when I was a kid, there was like 42 channels. It hadn't exploded to the thousands we have now. I got so excited when our cable package had Disney on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but there's like seven Disney channels now. I was a teenager. It wasn't a good look on me. (laughs) Even Stevens was great. Was it McGuire for the win? Oh, yeah. Feel uh, the future. Sorry. Not good. Shut up. No, no. Shut up. No, not good. We can agree to disagree on both of you. But, like, you just don't have, it's harder to create those moments when, when they release season four of Arrested Development at midnight, and like some people watch it all at once, some people watch one episode a week, some people wait weeks, and like you can't go and talk to somebody about it in the same way. I feel like it's like we have a virtual schoolyard in like Twitter now. Right, but like because people are watching things at different paces. If everyone was watching that one episode, like with Cloverfield Paradox, everyone watched it the night of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like that was gonna watch it, and like. There was a conversation about it online. People decide how they felt about it. And then, like, a few days later, it was kind of over. But when you have these, kind of, like, the OA, it was kind of like this general conversation. But it wasn't something where you could go back and be like, okay, I just watched season two, or episode two. I really, let's talk about that, because we all just watched it together. Yeah. Like, it's all fragmented now. It's kind of interesting to see how that changes the way we consume this media now that we're, I don't know if we're still in the golden age of television. We might be right after we don't have breaking bad anymore we don't have i feel like three years ago we were in the golden age of television i'm not really sure where we're at anymore i think we're in the golden age of we're figuring out streaming we're at peak streaming as far as like there's just Mm -hmm. netflix is spending so much money on streaming like and it's very intense well and i mean content they're they're creating so much original content i mean there's so uh, it's it's crazy i was looking at it discussing sort of what our schedules should be and there's this beautiful app, uh, part of each of the apps where you can just see the original content and it's immense on netflix particularly and it's not just u.s yeah. english stuff like they're but, making stuff for it, other yeah it's so regions. fascinating and i mean you've got amazon you've got and hulu you've got netflix but it it just sort of seems like so 
it's so intense to me. I was just like, there's so many shows that I didn't even re I knew were like in as in the zeitgeist, like these shows that I hear about all the time did not realize like, Oh, that's a Netflix original series, which I, I mean, like I also live under a rock in Texas, so that might be part of it. But, um, yeah, like it's just, it is sort of fascinating to me. Like apparently there's a movie out with Jared Leto and he's part of the Yakuza, I think. I've been seeing so much about it, but I'm just like, there's like a World War II vet trying to join the Yakuza. What's going on? Yeah, there's a lot of movies being made. I think Netflix that. is kind of trying to get away from movies and focus on TV, but I mean, it's an interesting time of living. They, they, there's more of an investment if you do TV shows. I mean, you've got these quality shows like Fuller House. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. I'm that asshole that when Fuller House comes out, I hate watch it. And then I just look at myself in the mirror and go, what did you do to yourself? You used to be a winner. Yeah, you watch all Fuller House. It's, uh... I did. Well, I, as I've told you, this is something I shall say. I am a completionist. I am a firm believer that, especially when it comes to TV shows, I'm not allowed to have an opinion about it unless I watch it. I also feel that way about a movies based on books. I feel like I have to watch the book or read the book too. I have to watch the book, guys. I just stare at the book. For a good 20 hours, I assume that's the amount of time it takes to read a book. Is it? Yep, that's about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I stare at the book for 20 hours, and then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm allowed to have an opinion about this book now. The cover is very glossy. I do not like the imagery, but the pages have that nice little fringe look that makes it look antique-y. Um, no, but I'm a completionist, so I stupidly watched the first episode of Fuller House, which is the first five minutes of it is probably the worst five minutes of TV I've ever experienced. I'm like, why are you breaking the wall so much, John Stamos? Where's Mary-Kate and Ashley? And then they just stare at the, the camera. It's awful. But I've now watched all of it, did you watch all King of Queens? No, I never started it. I, like certain now at this point, I don't start a thing unless I'm like, okay, I'm gonna finish this. It's a good call. I'm gonna bite it down on a piece of wood and I'm gonna watch the rest of this awful depiction of something. Yeah. But I think that the first TV show we're gonna watch is, from what I've heard, pretty decent. It's getting really well recognized on at least BuzzFeed articles. That is. Which, I mean, if you ask my sister, BuzzFeed articles are are really the the cultural icon of of awesomeness. That's true. I mean, pick one picture and they will tell you when you're going to get married. Yeah. But yeah, so the end of the fucking world. Yeah, I think the episodes coming up are going to be different than this one. Because this is a movie, or this is a TV show we watched a year ago. Mm-hmm. We're trying to recollect. Whereas we're going to be talking about things we just watched. So hopefully we'll have better we're, insights. We're giving a, we're also giving, you know, the, the biography yeah, this is the first streaming. episode. This, this is, yeah, I mean, we are, I think we'll, we'll get into streaming. Not as deeply as this, but like kind of the, the thinking behind Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. and If we would like a show better, if it came out on, uh, in parts each week, or if we liked yeah, just, getting uh, to binge it. No, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. I'm not excited about Mute. Oh, Mute. I mean, like, are you going to watch it with me? No. You're, you're not going to watch that again. It's one of the so worst you're, you're going to make me watch that by myself? Yeah. God, you are the worst. I mean, Paul Rudd's in it. Yet that doesn't make it better when it's bad. Mr. Jennifer Aniston's in it. 
He's not. The, I was supposed to say. I, I mean, didn't we discuss that we think that this is maybe why their that that was maybe why their marriage ended? I think it is. She saw this. She saw this, and she was like, "So you thought this was a good idea, Justin?" And he's like, "Babe, yeah, I totally thought it was, babe." Yeah, like it sounds Nailed like you've it. seen the movie. Nailed yeah. it. Well, you no, it was it. just that you came over after you watched it and you like whispered the plot into my ear, and I'm never gonna be the same. <laughs> no, no, that all happens. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to to jump into that mute and the end of the fucking world and all sorts of topics. But it's all a lot to come forward and to discover what the show will be and discover our formatics and all sorts of things. So formatics. Yeah. Am I in charge of those? You're in charge of formatics. I'm yeah. in charge of everything. I'm just here so I don't get fined. A Secret Weapon Production.